take a short break now. I just wanted to dedicate today is the uh, your site of Chaim Leib Ben Binyamin Halevi Harold Brennan. That's the mother of Janice Monat. So your site is tonight on the tenth day of Teves. I uh, just wanted to give over a short short Dvar Torah and also tie it in with the your site uh, very briefly. Of course, we're reading the Parshas Vayichi um, and. Um, we're concluding the entire book of Bracious, the book of Genesis. And something very striking is, uh, as Rashi points out, when it discusses how Yaakov passes on, in the verse it states that, uh, that Yaakov completed uh, instructing his son his gather, he gathered his feet into the bed and then the verse says el he expired and he was gathered into his people and Rashi points out that there is one seemingly word that is missing and especially when you compare this to the uh, the Torah's description of the passing of Abraham, Yaakov's grandfather, and to the passing of Yitzchok. Rashi says that it does not say that he died. It just says that he gathered, and it doesn't say that he died. And Rashi says very simply, our sages tell us Yaakov didn't really die. Rashi is referencing the Gemara, the statement in Talmud, the Gemara Megillah, and the Gemara Megillah says over there that Yaakov didn't die. The Gemara said, what do you mean Yaakov didn't die? Uh, because we learned they embalmed him, they eulogized him, they cried for him. The Gemara says, what does it mean he didn't die? He did die. All these things, they buried him. They took him to the, uh, into Eretz Yisrael. The whole thing, it was the whole parsha talks about that he's instructing Yosef to carry his coffin to take him and bury him in the Maris of Machpelah. What do you mean he didn't die? And the Gemara answers, the Gemara says that Mazari Bachayim Avhu Bachayim that because his seed is alive so he is alive too. So that means that Yaakov in essence didn't really die in the sense that the end was not a cessation of life. But he continues to live on because Yaakov continues through his children, through the fact that he inspired them, and they continue to live with his message. Uh, that makes him alive. And it's interesting to note that the parsha is called Vayichi. Even Chayi Sora, for example, is Chayi Sora. This is just plain Vayichi. He lived. Because he lives on. He lives on means that he continues to whatever he did during his lifetime, things did not change after his lifetime. So it's very interesting that when later on there is a discussion, the Pasik says that after the burial, they come back to Mitzrayim. So now it says, the brothers of Yosef saw Kimei Savihem. They saw that their father died. Now the Torah says they, says they died. Here it says the word Misa. It says Kimei Savihem. That the father died. Now they're saying the father died. What does it mean? They said the father died. And what happens? So they say, oh, now Yosef is going to condemn us. Yosef will give us back for all the bad that we've done to him. 
Now notice over here it says that he died because what happens is during his lifetime they knew that Yosef wasn't going to do anything to them out of respect for their father. But now that they saw that the father died, so that means that something changed over here. So their father is no longer alive. So now Yosef could perhaps say, okay, now something changed. The father is, is dead, and I can give them back. The person continues and says that, so therefore, what did they do? They instructed to Yosef to say to him, and they changed around some of the facts, as Rashi points out, because... Uh, Yaakov never told it, but they are sort of saying that Yaakov said before he died, he says, say to Yosef, please forgive the sin and forgive the inequities that they did. They did such terrible things to them. They paid you back bad. Please, he says, carry their sin, forgive them. And Yosef was crying when they spoke to them. And Yosef says, and also then his brothers followed through and they came also, they fell before him and they were crying. And, and they said, we're going to be your servants. And Yosef said to him, don't be worried. He says, he says am I instead of God? He says, he says, you may have thought bad about me, but Hashem did it, thought that this is for the good. He says, um, to, to sustain everybody. He says, I'm going to support you and don't be afraid. And he comforts them to, to, to do what, uh, as he treated them. Now, one has to think and say, I mean, this is a tremendous strength and a tremendous uh, level that Yosef reached for all the bad that they have done to him. And he had the opportunity sort of getting back at them. And yet, instead of getting back at them, he says that what I see here is God's plan. I don't see something that you've done. And the Alter Rebbe actually uses this in Tanya as a, an explanation why the Gemara says that when somebody gets angry, it's like worshipping idols. And the Alter Rebbe explains why worshipping idols, you get angry, it's a bad thing, it's a bad trait. But it says it's like worshipping idols because what does it mean worshipping idols? You forget about God. If you believe, as Yosef points out to them, if you believe whatever happens to you, is destined from Hashem, then you don't get angry. Of course, anybody who chooses to do bad, something to you, he has to answer for his freedom of choice. If he chooses to hurt somebody, to offend somebody, to do something bad, that's his thing with Hashem that he has to ask, that he has to pay for, that he's responsible for. But as far as the person getting hurt, if you believe in Hashem, then you know that what's supposed to come to you would come to you anyways. It doesn't make a difference. So it would come through this point, as the Navi says, Kashem Omale Kalel with Geiri, with Shimi, and in the, with, with David Amelech. It's Hashem saying him to do. It's not he's doing it. Yosef saw in this action, he didn't see over here anything that the brothers did. He said that Hashem did it. There's no... Now the brothers, what they have chosen to do bad, they have to answer to God, that's a separate thing. But from Yosef's perspective, if you get angry, if Yosef would get angry, that means that he would believe as if somebody can do to him something which Hashem doesn't want to happen to him. That means that you are denying that Hashem is in control, that Hashem is in charge. Then somebody, nobody can do to you anything that Hashem doesn't want them to be done to you. And that message was so strong that the brothers, however, for a second, 
they felt maybe maybe things have changed. But by Yaakov it says Vayichi. Yaakov didn't die, which means everything stayed the same. The children had the same respect for each other. The children continued to uh, be together. Yosef forgave them. Yosef took care of them. And we too have the responsibility. It's very easy and instinctively sometimes we want to get back at someone who has done bad to us. But can you only imagine what would happen if Yosef didn't choose to do the right thing and to sustain them and not give them back? The whole picture would have been a whole different, whole different story with the Jewish people. We're only here now because Yosef was able to realize that this is God's plan and therefore he treated them in, 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 in a proper way. So how much more so to us that... Sometimes we get offended, sometimes somebody does something to us in which we feel unjustly that we were uh, uh, wronged in, in, in one way or another. Instinctively we want to get back, but besides being a nakama, things like that, revenge, but really to look at things as Yosef did, that this is destined to be, and try to work on yourself to actually give only good back. And then the Alter Rebbe himself, he writes it in the Tanya, but the Alter Rebbe also suffered a great deal uh, from various different uh, situations and his clear message was always, in every letter he says, that notwithstanding the fact that if you have the possibility to give back, never to give back. And that means that Yaakov keeps on living because with his passing, nothing really changed. The brothers considered, continued to be together. And I think that this is also connected to the, to the yard site in the way that person passes away, there is two possibilities, general possibility. One possibility is that the person passed away and is gone and buried and that's it. Something happened, he lived for a life and then life stops and it's over. But it doesn't have to be so. And I um, want to say this, uh, uh, Janice is uh, very special in giving honor to her father and her mother, Aleim Sholem. And Janice makes sure to come to shul every morning, basically. Uh, I'm not sure, Sunday she doesn't come here, so I don't know, but I'm assuming that maybe she goes elsewhere. But, uh, but she makes sure to come and to learn and to study and doing all this is for the benefit of the soul because in that way there is a continuation of life life doesn't stop she takes the choice of continuing to take things that happen in your life and people can sometimes get upset get depressed give up and say okay you know listen this is gone and people that i loved and people that i cared about and now they're no longer here but if you can reach the higher level, then you can actually see that no, that passing from this physical world can actually be the impetus, that can be the springboard to give you even more strength to go ahead and dedicate your life to do more things that are for the benefit of the soul, to do different things that are going to uh, help the soul. And we're uh, very uh, sure that, I'm certain that the soul's 
are are very appreciative for everything that she does for them in this world, and that she continues to pray for them, to study for them, and to do acts of kindness and tzedakah and chesed in their memory, and definitely be Elias Neshama. And we're actually standing before Asar Betavis, which is one of the four fasts, which was um, brought about because of sinas chinam, of senseless hatred. The general idea of getting together in this genus comes to different shuls. And also I want to acknowledge the fact that Rabbi Miller is very instrumental in keeping the community together, making this special minion that we have here from the different nusachs, the different uh, shuls. But, you know, at the end of the day, you have to go reach higher than just the surface level and to realize that we're all serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we're all servants of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. we're all trying to do what is right and the best thing and the most powerful thing and the best message that we can give to other communities and to our community is that notwithstanding each one has a little different minig, a different little different twist and things but at the end of the day we are in it all together and we are to support each other we are to give strength to each other so as we complete also and Asara Betavis is the time when we need Avas uh, This is a beautiful time, and we complete the Vayichi, which is Chazak Chazak Vinis Chazek. May we all be strengthened, and we'll gain strength, and Hashem will give us all the strength to continue to serve Hashem. And we hope and we pray that this act of kindness and all the good deeds that we do as a community together will hasten and bring about the coming of Mashiach Tzikenu B'meher Amen. 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 Amen.